If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Have you ever fallen in love with a friend? I've always wondered why many of us think about all the things that could go wrong. Like, what if it doesn't work out? What if we break up and things go awry? Will we end up hating each other? Will I lose them? But this time, we'll be telling you a story about two friends who found their way to each other through trust, love, and communication, all cultivated by a beautiful friendship. Welcome to Meet LGBTQ, a special series by Puma Podcast to celebrate love and kilig in the queer community. We're now on our second season, and I'm your new host, Presh Capistrano. You know the drill. We interview a couple about their love story, but the twist is we talk to them separately. So, sabay-sabay nating lahat malalaman ang buong love story nila. My name is Mackie Angelis. I identify as a lesbian. My pronouns are any. 32 years old. Hello, my name is Hannah Tan. I'm 25 years old and I don't actually have a country accent, but I do identify as a lesbian and I do use she slash they pronouns. We've been together for two months. It's a very new relationship, a little over two months, but before that we were friends for like over a year. I actually met her and she was a friend of another girl I had been dating. And when we had met, it seemed very platonic. So I just kind of like, I found out she was living nearby. I was just like, okay, who would come with me to fly this fucking kite that I just ordered on Shopee? To be honest, it was just like, let's message Hannah. Let's see if she'll go. And if she does, awesome. And yeah, I was just very happy that she was down to do that. Just sucks that I forgot the string to the kite. So we ended up just sitting down having coffee and voila, we hit it off. The first thing I ever noticed about Mackie is her tattoos. I thought they're like really badass and really attractive. She has like a sleeve, different flowers, and they all signify all the women in her family and their favorite flowers. She just seemed like very coño straight out of LA white girl. That's the vibe I got. I was just like this bitch, this Philam bitch. But yeah, I thought she was funny off the bat. She seemed very like, I don't know, chatty. I thought she looked very aloof and I thought she didn't really care for me because I was complimenting her on her tattoos and then she was like, thanks. And she didn't really say anything else. And I wanted to make conversation because when I met her, I had just realized I was gay. And like, she seemed very like airheaded just because she was being funny. But I I love our conversations because she's very intellectual. And she keeps up with the weird shit I look up on Wikipedia and stuff all the time. Starting off as friends and being able to, again, like, share our thoughts without judgment, like, no matter how silly and how troublesome the thoughts are, 
um, we're able to just sit there and listen to each other. I think sometimes people misunderstand Mackie because she looks like a fuckboy. She's not a fuckboy at all. She's very loving, very caring, sometimes in ways I wish I could be. It's ridiculous how much we have in common, like the our upbringing, both being Phil Am, growing up practically with single mothers and stuff. That's another thing that slapped us on the back of the head. Like the way we eat is the same, even the way we snack. She makes amazing vegan meals for me, like all the time. And there were just these moments where, like in one night I stayed over here and just She put up karaoke because she didn't want me to leave yet. And she knew that if I saw the songs I like to sing, like I wouldn't want to leave. So she left it on and then like I bought her ice cream. And then there was a moment I was like, I'm really tired. I want to go home. Why am I still here? Like, why am I buying Mackie ice cream? It's a very classic sapphic story. Like, are we dating? Is this a date? (laughs) Yeah. There was this one moment we had when I was listing all of these things I liked about her as a friend. And I said all of these things about her. And then she started naming off all these beautiful things. Like how, you know, I hold space for her and I can really empathize and show up for her in ways. I'm like, wait, I think all of these things of Hannah too. What does this mean? And then I was like immediately like, oh my God, I have feelings for Hannah. I see her as more than just a friend. And then like, I swear like in the 10 seconds that she was like saying all these things, my head was just like, oh God. And she messages me one day and talks about how like all our friends are saying that, oh, you and Mackie should just get together or Bageke or whatever. And then I was like, oh God, this is coming up. It's coming up whether we like it or not. And then Hannah messaged me one night and was like, let's talk about this, Mackie. And I think I was asleep at the time. So I woke up at like, you know, three in the morning or whatever it was. And then I I was like sleepy reading this message. And then I replied to it and I was like, oh, well, probably the only reason we're not dating each other is because we're terrified of being deeply seen and heard and accepting that this is what relationships should be versus what we've been conditioned to think. And we joke about it now because the only reason we really weren't dating was we weren't recognizing safety and security because we were used to instability in relationships. <laughs> like We for real asked each other, okay, why aren't we dating? And then the next day, you know, we, we talked about it. Like she called me and I was on the way to a wedding and we were on FaceTime in the car. And then she was just like, we, we both sat there like, what do we do with this information now? And then later on in the afternoon, I came over to her house. And there was suddenly a weird vibe that we had never experienced before. Because we had the conversation already. It was already out in the open. And then it was just kind of existing. And I was like getting Kalig being around her. And I realized I was suddenly just uncomfortable to just exist around her and that's how I knew I had a crush and it was so funny because there was like a hole in my pants that day and I didn't know it was there and there was like this weird tension because I asked her to fix it I was like but I don't have pants (laughs) how are you gonna fix the hole (laughs) 
And I literally like presented the side of my jeans to her. Like, here you go. It's basically like my butt. I'm just like, here you go. Fix it. And she was like, you want me to sew those jeans while you have them on? (laughs) It was so funny. So she was like, get a pair of pajamas from the room. Well, after that, there was just like a weird like vibe. Like there was suddenly just a tension. It was no longer just platonic because we realized that the only reason we weren't dating was that. And I was like, oh, like I find Mackie like really attractive. I asked her, I was like, do you find like, have you ever seen me in that way? And she was like, yeah, I have. And I was like, what? Hannah woke up and she had a dream and she told me like, oh, I had a dream. It was kind of weird, but she didn't really go into detail. And then like later that evening, we had gone out with our friends um, and Bob and then we were on the way home after a night. And then she was like, "Okay, I wanted to tell you about this dream. was like yeah I had a dream that you were like above me and you asked me if I could be your, if I, I could be your girlfriend um and then once she told me that I, I looked at her like we were at a at a red light and I looked at her and I was like well do you want to be my girlfriend it was like I couldn't it was continuing the dream for her we were at the red light and she wanted to get out of the car so like she's like fumbling with the door and she was like I was like what are you doing just, just what 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 did I do what <laughs> And then she just, yeah, she laughed it off. We both laughed it off. And I told her about the dream that happened. And then when she, I told her that, she was like, okay, do you want to be my girlfriend? And I was like, what? And then I paused for a bit to be like, okay, let me think. But I knew I was going to say yes. So I was like, no, yeah, like, fuck yeah, I'll be your girlfriend. Mackie is incredibly patient. She is kind. She is very self-aware. She genuinely wants to help other people and do good for the world. She's an incredible friend. She is compassionate, very committed, loving, and um, very intelligent. She is really brave and she goes for it in life. And I really admire that about her, her like, adventurous, free-spirited self. She holds space for a lot of people in a way, and she deeply understands people and deeply listens. And she helps me see the humanness in people. And that's why I think our relationship is so beautiful. And we always say that to each other, like we have a really beautiful relationship because we learn all of these things about each other. And like relationships, this is also something she taught me, like relationships can be really triggering because they mirror you and anytime you're very annoyed by someone it's because a part of them fundamentally reminds you of something you still struggle with with yourself but um we sit there and we talk about how we feel instead of focusing on what the other person did or the facts of the situation which can get so lost in translation because i think something i'm learning is the goal of 
like resolving like it's not about the fact that like you're having conflict it's about like the repair because relationships will always go through rupture but it's pausing she tells me like the best way i can take care of myself I, i i can show up for her in the relationship is by taking care of myself i think her being able to name her feelings about things shows me stuff about myself and and the same thing back and forth so every time we have conflict and yeah like i said when you're in relationship with someone it brings up more of your inner trauma or your your past trauma it's not actually this person in front of you that's causing these things to you or causing this pain to you so yeah we're grateful for the conflict that we go through because you know after it we're just like holy shit Um, now I know this deeply intimate thing about you that, you know, I'm technically the only person that knows about because you've just now processed that thing. So it's, it's very fascinating to grow on our own, but then grow together as well. We just really deeply and hear each other clearly. So that means just listening to each other and understanding each other's feelings about things without taking it personally without thinking like oh i'm the cause of that or i'm any part of that like interjecting ourselves into it so when she sits there and listens to me crying or going through feelings and emotions she's really just sitting there listening she's really just observing it and then when i'm done you know we reflect on it and then how do i talk about how what happens after they won't take it personally and go away they they will hear it and they'll be like oh, okay well that makes sense um and that has nothing to do with me and i'm sure you'll figure it out right so it's like pausing to literally breathe and be present and see your thoughts for what they are as just narratives and not reality and then focusing on how you feel because a lot of the time i think people are very disconnected from their feelings because they very uncomfortable and i don't think any of us were taught emotional first aid growing up i don't think our parents necessarily knew how to do that so this relationship feels like a, a container for self acceptance growth and love she doesn't feel the need to fix me there's no need to do anything about what my feelings and emotions are the way she shows that she loves me is very is very simple she just allows me to exist and I, i find that beautiful and in that i find safety and security you know taking a breath a step back sometimes is the best we can do to allow a relationship to bloom like a garden in the summertime maybe sometimes we forget the joy of simply existing around the person that we love with no expectations of completing them nor solving their problems when the tides turn rough but holding their hand while they figure things out themselves is more than enough to experience the beauty of simply loving and that was the first episode of meet lgbtq season 2 ikaw may meet lgbtq karen ba tweet us your story at pumapodcastph Again, I'm Presh Capistrano, Puma Podcast. This episode was edited by Joe Salcedo. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher. Thanks for listening.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.